The following is the fourth hand production. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Nah, not today, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Of course I am. How about you? Days? Oh, yeah. All man, right. Stuff we've been studying, I got to get out of my brain. It's... Oof. You know what's weird? Is I knew a little bit about this story, and I didn't know. There's so much involved that I didn't even realize it was all the same fucking story, dude. Really? Yeah, like the stuff that happened earlier, okay. I didn't realize it was the same guy. It's just there's so much to this. I know. I I think all I knew was that guy's face. And he just uh, eventually he just looked like a scumbag, some kind of weirdo, like Elvis looking, dark complected dude. Yeah. And then and then the flavor aid thing. What do you the, got against uh, dark complected dudes? <laughs> We're not going there. No, There's no, nothing, absolutely not. <laughs> he just looked like this. I don't know. He just looking at him. He just looked cocky as hell. I guess you can't judge a book by its cover, but then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can. I think you can a little bit with this guy. He's well, a semi product of his era. Then uh, he was a fucking scumbag. Ultimately, he was. In the beginning, though, ah, I wanted to be on his side so bad. If he just, if he just stopped at one point, yeah, like peaked at high school, kind of point, it would have been okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ugh. What are you drinking? For this I don't. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's. Like, I quit. What? Uh, Einstock Olgerd. It's an Icelandic toasted porter. From stuff from Leader Akureyri, Iceland. Actually, from pretty, there. I want some. It's pretty good. I don't, you know, I I typically don't like porters and stuff like that. I get an IPA as a backup. There you go. But so this is your first, this is your first porter. No, not my first one. Okay. I typically don't like the porters because they're too chocolatey. Like they're always chocolatey. Yeah, I think some of them go overboard. I agree. And I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. No. Typically. But this one is pretty, pretty light. With clear notes of toffee and dark chocolate, this Baltic porter is roasty and rich, offering a medium body that is robust, yet smooth on the palate. Toasted and chocolate malts give it a sinister black color, but it's easy to drink. Taste will have you believing that there's no more need to be afraid of the dark. Yes. That's awesome. That's some Viking stuff right there. And now pillage the villages. <laughs> <laughs> what are you having tonight? I'm having. I just went to the store. Uh, it's from Lancaster Brewing Company, so not too far from you. Not too far from me. Mm -hmm. It's a blood orange tart ale brewed with pink Himalayan sea salt, lime peel, and blood orange. Uh, I haven't tried one yet. Cheers to our uniquely delicious, ludicrously refreshing, and easy-drinking, mildly tart ale brewed with white wheat, blood orange, lime peel, and pink Himalayan salt. 4.9%. See what that happens. Sounds fancy. 
that's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's all right. Nice and light. There's something about that extra sea salt. Because I was drinking that green zebra. Is that our last recording? I think so. It's been a while since we've recorded. Because that other one was a two-parter that didn't need to be a two-parter. Apparently. <laughs> but I guess that brings us to a subject we should talk about. But this one's not going to be out until after the time. We're not going to do the next one. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> The Friday episodes. We're going to yeah. take a break from doing the Fridays for now. Don't be mad. Are you mad? Don't be mad. Don't be. Please. They'll come back eventually, but man, it's summertime. We got a lot to do outside. I'm yeah. actually back to physical work now. You haven't stopped physical work. Yeah, we just figured it'd be better to just kind of stop them for now and, you know, enjoy our summer a little bit. You yeah. guys don't mind, do you? Gonna mess up our numbering. I was all prepared for episode 100 at the beginning of July. Ah, nah. That's okay. Who needs numbers <laughs> anyway? Right, math teachers? Uh-oh. Going out to math teachers. <laughs> they haven't been doing shit since March. Yeah, man, I've been doing their damn job. <laughs> it's done now, thank God. Finally. Well, if I didn't like this tart stuff, don't worry, I had a backup. Fist of Peach Jim Beam. Because... Of this wild subject. That's the main reason. The the backup is Peach Jim Beam. You okay with that? In my backup, yeah. Are you frozen? <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Okay. Are uh, we lag free? I think we're lag free. Okay. How far back do you want to take this little story of ours? Obviously, we're doing Jonestown. James Warren Jones was born on May 13th, 1931 in Crete, Indiana. There you go. And, I think it's uh, Crete, right? I think uh, that's how it's spelled, or how it's said. I think there's quite a few towns in Indiana and, in, in like, Midwestern that just straight-up stole European names, cities and stuff. Like, yeah. Palestine, Texas. I, what, seriously? You just, they got a Paris, too. I know, right? It's fine. It's fine. That's, uh, that's America. America's the melting pot. They're like, we do here. fuck your sissy-ass Europe. <laughs> Paris is now in Texas. <laughs> now it's bigger. <laughs> I wonder if it is bigger. I don't know. We can't don't get either. into that right now. We can't get into that no. right now. There's so much going on. <laughs> he was born to James Thurman Jones, a World War One vet, and Lynetta Putnam. She was nobody. She was oh. very nobody. <laughs> Uh, she was a somebody. All right. Enlighten me. Go on. When he was born, her fucking dead mother came to her and was like, look, I know this is, this is weird. I'm a, I'm a fucking ghost. I'm talking to you. But this little baby, he's going to be a good man. He's going to be great. He's going to do awesome shit. So she pushed that down. His, it just fucking saturated his brain with he's going to be some great somebody when he grew up. He's special. Just kept shoving it down his throat. She's like a medium. <laughs> you know? And then he became a medium, too. Or medium something. Medium size? Anyway. Ooh. <laughs> By the end, uh, he was a little... He had to put on the extra-large Elvis blue suede shoes. <laughs> With the wedges <laughs> in them? <laughs> Look, I'm an inch taller. Now, her history is super weird, because it's... She was born lunette. And then eventually she wanted to become she wanted to be called Lynette, and then 
later on, she wanted to be called Lynetta, and then she fought with her husband, uh, Big Jim. We'll call him Big Jim. We'll call him Big Jim for now. Let's go Big Jim. Her husband's family. So out of nowhere, apparently, she was like, you know, they they met, they got married and stuff. And it was pretty hellacious. But at one point, she wanted to be called Lynetta instead of Lynette. And so she was all pissed off at his family because they weren't calling her Lynetta when she didn't even tell them to call her Lynetta. Okay, so she is like a medium. You know how they're all crazy. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> she had a crystal ball, then hey, look out. It was like she just subtly changed her name. Like that would be like me going, My name's Elijah. No, it's Elijah. Nope, it's Elijah. Like <laughs> just I told you, su- didn't I? I told you. Why are you calling me Elijah still? Come on. I fucking told you three iterations ago. <laughs> uh Big Jim, he was in World War One and he was a victim of all of the gas attacks. German gas attacks and all that. Yeah, I think he survived a a pretty brutal one, a pretty brutal mur- uh, mustard attack, mustard yeah. gas attack, not mustard uh. attack. <laughs> Quick, let Fridges me get my corn dog. <laughs> but it was bad. When he got back, he was a mess. He was he was fine growing up. I think his dad, John Jones, not to be mistaken with John Jones, the Marshall Manhunter, DC Comics. Huh? Nope. And, Right over my head. (laughs) All right. That's fine. But they were fairly well off, that family. But then he was called to war, and then he had all the uh, gas attacks. Messed him up. Dude could barely do anything. The family gave those two or helped them get a farm, but Lynetta could give a shit about the farm. And he he couldn't work it because he was just a mess. Well, he was... He was doing a manual labor job at the time. Yeah. So when he's off working, neither one of them had any farming experience. And where they lived, basically everybody farmed. They lived off the land. So they didn't really have any experience. So he goes off to work, and she's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I don't know how to hook a mule up to a plow or any of this shit. And then he comes home. Some kind of hoe wielder. I'm a hoe wielder? What are you doing? And then he comes home and he's like, why the fuck aren't there 12 beers sitting here ready for me? Because I'm an alcoholic. Prohibition. That's why. Was it prohibition? <laughs> yeah. How the fuck was he an alcoholic? I don't think he was. I heard he, he was. To be. I mean, he, he strived to be one. I he, think he wanted to be, but there was no <laughs> alcohol in town. Like eventually there was no alcohol around. 20 to 33 was prohibition. This was this is another thing just just melts my brain. Little Jim, James Warren Jones, the Jonestown guy. Let's call him Slim Jim. Slim Jim, for a while, <laughs> he was for a while. <laughs> he he was born in such a period of time that World War One was done, right in the middle of uh, the Great Depression. Great Depression was twenty nine thirty nine something like that or twenty thirty nine. Damn it, I have it. Uh, 29 to 39, yeah. So he was born at 31, like right in the beginning of that. And then when World War II rolled around, he w- he wasn't old enough to be any part of that. And I think when Vietnam rolled around, he was too old for it. He was just like in this weird era that history was just happening all around him, and he was just sucking it up. Yeah, it <laughs> it's just so crazy. I wonder if that w- was just like, if that's what primed him to be 
a fucking maniac. I don't know. His his mom was a little bit of a maniac too. Like she, true. She well, she stood out in town where they were because she wore pants in public. My God, a woman wearing pants. You got holy crap. Get your ass back home. Put on a dress. <laughs> and then she was like, "Fuck you," because that's the language she was speaking. Yeah. I'll be damned. Smoking out in public when she's supposed to be smoking at home. What in the hell? Well, it was also weird because I guess what happened was, so his parents, I guess, apparently offered them a home in Lynn, Indiana to, like, take the farm stress off of them. Okay. So they went there, but then his health got real bad, so he couldn't work. His health got bad due to the mustard gas attacks. So then she started picking up jobs, and and that, at that time, it very strange for a woman to have a job, you know? So, right. so she's a cussing, spitting, pant wearing, blue collar Lynetta. Lynetta. You know? She was mean, man. Yeah, and James didn't do shit at home. So like, she's off working, and he's he's like, ah, this thing's full of dishes. Fuck, it. she'll get it when she gets home. Like, well, ah, I'm I'm hungry. That's ah, all right. When she gets home, she'll make some dinner. Yeah, not only did he have that attitude, but. If he tried to go out and farm, like his lungs would just kind of be toast before too long at all. Yeah, that was the original COVID. Oh, God. <laughs> and they were not a very loving family. It, no. It, I mean, what, it, wasn't he like her third husband or something at this point? Oh, Lord, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think she first got married when she was 16. My fucking washer's in the spend cycle. I can hear it. It's going to come up in the audio. I can't. I don't hear it, anything. It'll be there. Trust me. I, I got to mute all that shit now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if I remember it right, she was first married at 16 and that didn't work out. No, you don't say a child getting married didn't work out. That's crazy, right? Then she was married again at another point before she got to James Thurman Jones. Big Jim. Yeah, she was. She was a mess. She could not give a shit about anything. She tried to... She kept talking herself up. Like, she created this union and the place that she worked in to get equal wages for everybody. And she was... She was a mess. Well, in those times, she was considered a mess. In these times, she'd just be a social justice warrior. But she was a liar. Straight up liar. Oh, she was. I didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah, she just she talked all this big stuff up. So then she just kind of she kind of put that on her son. When little Jim was born, 1931, let's see, that would make her just about 30. So she was 29. And then Big Damn, Jim that is, is old, that is old to have a kid back then. Yeah, cuz that's just the yeah. I mean, that you, you're basically dead. <laughs> well, Big Jim he wasn't he wasn't too too far off because <laughs> he was what he's 15 years older than her so he was what 44 when he when he become a father to little Jim and with all of his health con- health issues he was just barely getting around like a 90 year old yeah he didn't go out back and play ball with old slim Jim no no that wasn't happening Mm-mm. so you know what old little Jim did. He went out by himself. Yeah. Just 
wandered the streets, man. Just wandered the streets. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you did. I mean, if you don't have a hoop and a stick to push down the road, then you just go walk the streets, right? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they did for fun back then. Can you imagine living back then? No. Some people are like, oh, the good old days, the good old 20s. Well, guess what? We're back in a baby because we got the plague just happening. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I think it, things are opening back up, but it's I, I, I'm conflicted because I know, I know, I know. you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Cause it's going to start all the crazy Twitter comments. You guys are fucking idiots. What do you mean? Insert, uh, you know, opinion here. <laughs> so conflicted. Ah, I'm ready to go back to work. I'm like, it just put me in there. I'll go. Let's do it. And then other yeah. guys are like, no, nope. Don't want to. Nope. We went out to eat the other day. Oh, what? Yeah, we went, we dined in. You wear the mask when you walk in. Oh, you get to the table, take the mask off. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. The fuck? Yeah. Can I, can I just hold that. my breath? <laughs> we did that, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's been a week and a half or so. A couple Fridays ago, we went to the bar that we would go to and, you know, bar restaurant situation. Wear the mask coming in, get to the table. If you got to go to the bathroom, wear the mask to the bathroom. Then when yeah. you get back to the table, take it off. Yeah. They're like, guys, that's just the regulation. That's what we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, cool, man. I'm just glad to be out yeah. of my house. <laughs> yeah. My poor microwave and oven and my grill, they're so worn out right now. They just oh, need yeah. a break. See, back in the early 30s, didn't have any of those things. Just those ovens. Yeah. And what... What happened first? I gotta think about this for a second. So little Jim was to his own devices because mom was working and dad was a mess. When he was born, were they was this the point where Big Jim went to play pool downtown or whatever? He'd shuffle his ass down to he'd go someplace and play pool while she was working and little Jim was just bebopping around town. I don't know. I didn't I don't I don't know. But it was prohibition, so he couldn't drink. That was one thing. Well, what's but, the fucking point? Of playing pool? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, oh, he, and he never quit smoking cigarettes. That probably didn't help his lungs. Those cigarettes well, back then were I like his determ- I like his uh, determination. <laughs> to kill himself <laughs> sooner? <laughs> he said, look, I'm, I'll never give up. I'll never surrender. Do I look like a do I do I look like a quitter? If I'm going down, I'm going down on my own terms, damn it. I'm going down happy with a cigarette in my mouth and a fucking bootleg beer in my hand. Oh yeah. That's right. Bootleg beer. I don't know if he ever got there. But little Jim was running around town. Uh did he meet up with the old church lady first? I think he did. No, 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 no. He met uh, Max. I can't remember his last name. Do you have that one? I don't have that. Uh, this little, uh, just another kid. I think he was a little bit older than little Jim. He oh. met up with Max, and he was playing with something. And Max, oh no, he was playing with a dog. Max and his dad was driving down the street, and they saw little Jim playing with a dog, and it looked like. 
Max's dog. So they stopped the car. Max ran up to him to talk to him about the dog. It was his, looked like my dog, Queenie. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And little Jim just took off because he was scared shitless of somebody else. Max finally called up to him and said, I'm, I don't what's you all right? What's going on? I, I'm not going to hurt you. My dad and I were just going to go down to the airport. We're going to go check, look at the airplanes. Maybe you should come with us sometime. So it didn't happen that day, but eventually little Jim started going with Max and his dad to the airport to watch the airplanes. And then little Jim's like, I'm going to become a pilot. <clears throat> Max's dad. Yeah. Yep. You're, I think so, buddy. Yep. I think that's what you're destined to do. That's what you tell kids. Pilot. Yep, exactly. He's like six. So they got in there and started checking out the airplanes. And then eventually, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. So he met up with this older lady that uh, was his older church lady. So when his mom was at work, he was hanging out with his older lady, Myrtle. I don't know her name. name. I, it was uh, his neighbor. I know that. Yeah. So he started going to church with her. Also, but. <clears throat> I should mention before that he got the nickname like everyone in town gave him the nickname Dennis the Menace because really? he was just yeah he was just like fucking around like in school he was a bad fucking kid he was an outcast in school bad kid always starting shit always in the principal's office but his teachers they were like he's really smart like I said he's very intelligent and gifted but he, he absorbed just, everything whenever he was in a room he just he just learned everything in front of him. He was right. just that smart of a dude. Started out as a kid, just, just absorbing everything thrown at him. That's what he did when he went to church, too, with this lady. He just started absorbing it all. Yeah, he he did. It was a Pentecostal church. With with Myrtle? Yeah, so uh, Pentecostals, they believe in uh, <clears throat> you know speaking in tongues. Uh, divine gifts such as like healing and all this other Pen- stuff. And the pentagram. I don't think so. Uh- <laughs> uh, but I should note, speaking in tongues, it can be an unknown language altogether, or it could just be a language that is not known to the speaker. So like if I just randomly started speaking Russian to God, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know any Russian words, so I can't do it, but... <laughs> So it'd be in tongues to you. It'd be foreign to your mouth and brain, but yeah. So speaking in tongues could be either way. And the majority of Pentecostals, they believe the Bible should be translated literally. So it's not up for interpretation. Like some other people, like other people say, you know, okay. Like when he's like, uh, no, this is not, this is not, uh, debate thing i'm not saying one way or the other but when it says a man shall not lie with another man some others could interpret that in other ways where pentecostals are like boom that's what it said don't fucking do it Hmm. but that if you're taking it literally that doesn't even say anything about sex yeah i mean you just can't lay lay down next to one right head to toe that's it oh no can't do that still next to him i'll do it separate couches yeah, separate and, sleeping bags, and they have to be perpendicular. They can't be parallel because it's still technically next to them. So I think you're, you're interpreting it a little differently. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'm not a Pentecostal. Oh, <laughs> now you are. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> I'm not a pentagram. 
Yeah. See, that kind of makes sense to me. Don't start interpreting stuff. Like, I always go back to, I've told my kids this a couple different times. It's been in a couple different memes, and, you know, it's just, it shows up every once in a while. The, the author says that the curtains draped in the living room are blue. And then the teacher asks, what, what was the author feeling to make the curtains blue? The author wasn't feeling anything. He just wanted to make the curtains blue. It was that simple. Yeah. The fuck? I mean, let's not, let's don't what was he feeling? It. He was feeling the light come into his fucking eyeballs, flip upside, flip the other way around. His brain interpreted them as blue. That's what Done. he felt. Done. You don't have to, don't play games with it. There's no metaphors. That's what it is. It's written there. Uh, some people's kids. <laughs> So his his first mass at this church, it, it was a a very energetic one. The people were they were yelling, dancing, crying, speaking in tongues, like going nuts. I mean, well, I keep in mind his mom his mom also did not go to church. That was one of the other things that made her stand out. Like their little family did not attend church. Everybody else attended church on Sunday. You work Monday through Friday. You attend church on Sunday, and she's like, "Damn you all." I'm doing what I want to do. I'm not going to be part of you. She didn't believe in God. She cool. was a, yeah, she was a spiritual woman. So that's when, you know, she would say, talk about like, and she would remind him of her premonition or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But so she's instilling into her little boy that he's going to be something special. You're special. You're going to be a very fantastic man. Yeah. And he starts going to church with this lady and carry on. And it, <laughs> yeah, and then he said that the preacher during all this was was really really charismatic, and he rated radiated positivity. So then he's like, and like we said, little Jim, little Slim Jim, Tiny Tim. I don't know. I'm just going for rhymes here. He absorbed everything. Yes. He was he was he was really really smart. I know we keep saying that, but he really was very smart. So he just he soaks this in like a sponge. Not only the information that's being delivered to him, but the performance, the choreography that's being delivered to him. The whole absolutely, it's it's a whole just a performance. That's what it is. Yeah, he's just sucking it all in. And, so, I mean, yeah. What? So that was that was. I was just gonna say that was basically that was. It wasn't a, a a lot there, but it was just saying like his very first mass there was, you know, basically everything you can think of. For a Pentecostal church, you know, just yelling, just getting up out of their seats, going crazy, and ooh, amen. Yeah, like you know, just shaking with the power of Jesus. <laughs> so amazing grace. <laughs> oh, I can feel it. <laughs> well, he attended the that there for a while with her, and then he kind of wandered off. On his own because he wanted to see what other churches were about. And from what I understand, she got she was a little bit upset about it. But then he kind of smoothed it over with her. He was a well, real smooth talker. He was a manipulator from like the get go. Yeah, even as a child. Yeah. I See, I didn't know that he had gone for other churches because my notes go into him doing other weird shit. So I don't know oh. if that's after he was looking for churches. Well, I think he, I think it's a combination because 
the thirties lasted for a long time. Well, I guess she was upset that he was looking. He's like he's interested in religion, so she also preached, you know, for lack of a better term, her love for animals. Okay. Like, she really, really instilled that on him. Like, so he what he decided to do, he started gathering these animals and keeping them in a barn that was close to his house, and uh-huh. then little Jim decided, uh, you know what, I'm going to hold sermons for these animals, and I'm going to preach to them and do funerals for the dead ones. So, you know, he's really starting to get kind of weird here. And that was, uh, when he started to do that stuff was another time Max bumped into him. He went to, he went to her house looking for, for little Jim, not, not the Jones house, but I'm pretty sure it's Myrtle. Pretty sure that's who who that is. That sounds like a name from back then. Um, went to her house looking for him, but then she just said, "Oh, he he's out in the woods playing." So Max had it out in the woods, and he heard heard Jim talking, and then he waited there a second, watched what Jim was doing. Jim, here I am. And then Jim started freaking out. He started started crying like he was in trouble. Jim, what are you doing? Like Max figured out he was preaching to the animals he was standing there having a sermon to the animals he was standing on this stump just just doing his thing because that's what he knew how to do now was max the same kid so apparently a kid in his neighborhood claimed that jim had killed a cat for one of these ceremonies i don't know i don't think max was around for for little jim's childhood and i think he I think he come into play when people were trying to do the history of Jim Jones himself. Max just knew him as a childhood and in his childhood. He's like, oh, hey, uh, I want to be popular. I know that guy. I knew him. Yep. Pay me some money. (laughs) Yeah, we were great friends. He like (laughs) saw him one time across the cafeteria. We were best friends. (laughs) And then under his breath, that weirdo Jim. He keeps dressing up. Everybody else is wearing jeans, and he's got these church church slacks on. What's the matter? God, stupid kid. Why the fuck is he holding a cat in one hand and a buck knife in the other? <laughs> in school? <laughs> well, you could carry a knife in school back then. And keep the mass shooters at bay then. He's <laughs> <laughs> just blocking all the bullets with the fucking <laughs> knives. Little pocket knives. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know, man. I wouldn't put it past little Jim Jones to be doing something like that. He was... He was powerful. He was powerful. He was powerful. He thought he was so powerful that he tried healing dead animals. In oh. This, this like, am, am I going too far? No, nope, no, nope, keep going. Yeah, in this like sort of like Joseph Mengele, Dr. Frankenstein kind of way. He would do like blood transfusions from different kinds of animals. So like what? if he's trying to heal a cat, yeah, I'm going to take some pig blood, put it in his bish, see what happens. He would also do skin grafts and attempted putting new limbs on altogether. Whoa. What? Where did he... See, dude didn't have any kind of TV. That was a problem. There was nothing on the radio. There was nothing on TV. Nobody was down at the ice cream shop. He was just as... He was checking stuff out. I mean, uh, that's a little weird. No, I know you fault it? Nope. Can you fault it? There's nothing else to do. I know. Because when I was researching this, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I'd kind of be interested in seeing what pig blood would do in a cat. I wouldn't do it. No. It was a live cat? It was a live pig? 
No, it was dead. He was trying to heal him. It, it was probably, I mean, I don't know if it was a cat and a pig. I'm well, saying okay. he was healing, trying to heal these dead animals. And it's like fucking weird, mad scientist type of way. Like, just, it, it was weird. How, well, I don't know where he would have learned or decided to do something like that. He was just, he was just ridiculously curious about everything. I mean, like you said, there was nothing to do. So, you know, if he wasn't fucking cutting cat's legs off and trying to put them on a dog, he was in a library. Like, right. I, I'm pretty sure he spent a lot of time in the library. Well, growing up in Indiana, the weather is just like it is, you know, middle of Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, the whole like mid-Atlantic. Indiana's not that different. There was probably more snow and ice and crap. So um, there's probably a lot of down solo time for him to just do experiments i guess yeah and i guess that's where as a parent you gotta kind of it's cool for your kids to experiment but there's a line that they cross where we said his parents were kind of checked out maybe if they were more on top of it not a helicopter parent not i'm not not these fucking millennial parents but like maybe a little more on top of it he might not have turned out to be the way he turned out right explain stuff to your kids that's that's what i try to do that very often something happens or they're curious about something i'll sit down and talk about it yeah if i walk in a room i see my son cutting my dog's head off and trying to stick a nerf football on there instead i'm gonna say look that's not gonna work dude because there's no brain you got to do it this way uh no (laughs) no See, the fibers in the Nerf football don't match up with all the fibers in the dog's fur and his spinal cord. So it's Things are a little different. It's a different species, so you're going to have to find a similar species. Yeah, do it with the same kind. Just see if you can do it, you know? <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where are we? Random churches. He was dressing up. He was in dressing in his Sunday best going to school, which is kind of funny for a little, funny. little gym. That, I mean, that's why he was an outcast. Like kids were like, "Yo, you fucking nerd!" But you know what was on TV? By the what? time, by the time little Jim was growing up, you know he started to realize what was going on, going to these random churches, checking stuff out. This was he was born of thirty-one, so he's wandering around town when what thirty-seven. So when he was six years old, eight years old, it's 39, 40, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's radio. So eventually television came into came into play. But that's when we started seeing and hearing we like I was there. All this stuff about Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Karl Marx. All, yeah. You know, Gandhi was involved. Yeah, I don't understand Mao that Zedong. one, really. I don't really Gandhi? understand the Gandhi one. I guess it... Uh, well, he was a, it, an influential leader. Yeah, so he was looking at all these influential leaders that were not Americans because that was the only thing on American media. Huh? Sound familiar? Pretty weird, right? Uh, it's all it's called coming around. Fucking so Karl Hitler, Marx, Joseph Stalin, fucking Hitler. Like, yeah. he... He got obsessed. He started to study him, dude. 
Yes. It blows my mind that he was, what, 10? He wasn't even quite 10 when Adolf Hitler was, he was up there just doing the Hitler things. Just up there talking to the audience. He was, he was more than preaching. He was more than a pastor. He was there leading the people. Uh, look, Hitler was a bad dude. He was an evil person in history. But he convinced an entire nation that he was the correct person to follow. He had all these people under him. All these, they were patriotic for their country. Yeah, I mean, he w- he was a an excellent speaker. He was yes. very, he, you know, he, I don't know. I mean, the same thing with Joseph Stalin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had all these people convinced. They're, they're dictators, but they're, like, uh, convincing all these people to fight for this cause. And is it, it, is it convincing, though? Or is it a, a form of brainwashing? Oh. Because... It, they could be doing a form of torture, be it mental or physical, i.e., uh, lack of food or water. And then once you once you start giving in, once you start understanding what I'm telling you, then more food comes. The food trucks come. Hmm. A little bit of a mind break. A little bit of manipulation. Like what the cops do in interrogation rooms. We're not they fucking about cops ha- anymore. We can't oh, talk yeah. about cops anymore. Shit. <laughs> Like what Spock? Oh, I was on cops backwards, <laughs> but then it just sounded like a Star Trek reference. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you, I mean, you you fucking boom, 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 pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, and then you get your answer. You're like, yep, that's what I wanted to hear. Here you go. Have a cup of coffee, bud. Yeah, exactly. So little Jimmy Jones was influenced by all these big, big personalities. Cult of personalities, per se? Yeah, probably. But he was just absorbing. Absorbing everything. Looking at these cults of personalities and just just being part of all that. Do you want to take a break? Oh, yeah. I guess we should, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this might be a longer part one. I, yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> the power of Jim Jones compels you to continue listening. He was a powerful man. He was something. But Ultimately. he's not even a man yet. He's no. only 10. Or some shit. <laughs> he was... Dude was so young, just absorbed in all this stuff. He, so, 10, that means that was 1941. We're in the war. The U.S. is in the war, I mean. Things are getting heated. So, the end of 1941. December of 41. Yep. December 7th, 1941 is when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and the U.S. is like, oh, oh shit. You can't be doing that shit. You fucked you up fight now. Fair. You gotta fight fair. Come. You can't be flying planes into shit. No, they were like, look, we're not, we got our hands up. We're not doing anything. Just calm down. We're, <laughs> the <laughs> the Japanese come in. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't bring back flashbacks for all our older listeners. Look, I think you're going to have to be a little bit more than 65. <laughs> Although, did you see that thing on chart table? Mm-mm. We peaked at position 31 on the Vietnam comedy podcast list. Great. <laughs> That's fine. We're down to 45 this month. 
Did we do anything on Vietnam? Not specifically. Oh, so the Vietnam vets think we're funny. Whoever's living in Vietnam right now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. They're there. This, the trees are speaking to me. <laughs> the fucking punchy pits. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. There's a punchy pit coming up. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. <clears throat> so that was 41. That Not Vietnam. Vietnam was a bit later. I don't know if we even get there in this episode yet. So, 41, the U.S. entered World War II. And so, the Jim Jones was 10. Yeah, about 10 and a half. That's when he was halfway through 10. was December of 41. And then, you know, time passed. He continued to do what he did. He was too young to enter the war, obviously, 10. But four years later, you know, continued to be little Jimmy Jones. He was just running amok. I don't know if you've got anything in that time period. I think we can kind of skim through that. Well, like the the mid 40s, early early 40s. Oh, I got so nothing he, on early 40s. 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. So by the end of World War II, his uh, one of his idols. Adolf Hitler. To the public, he was dead. But we know what happened. But maybe he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, age 14, uh, little Jimmy Jones was not very good at sports. But he could direct people. He was a good manipulator. He was a good coach. Go do this thing. If you go over there, blah, blah, blah. There's that thing. Shortstop. Do that thing over there. Sports. Sports. <laughs> Quick side note, can we get some fucking baseball back? <laughs> no. Jesus God, we're not getting baseball back this year. There's no baseball. And by this time, we're super embroiled in, in football training too, right? Yeah, yeah. They uh, Well, I mean, some teams are working out in Texas right now, but they haven't. I don't think they've started official workouts yet in facilities. But like push-ups and stuff? It it's the the fucking the MLB versus or like the owners versus the players and the players won't give the owners won't give somebody fucking give let's get some damn baseball actually you know what maybe not fuck it I don't even want it this year fuck you MLB air hockey yeah you know, I'm gonna go watch ho- uh, some MLS how about that MLB MLS yeah soccer Lou Gehrig's disease. Well, that's Ooh. ALS. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they baseball ass, related. Right? <laughs> that's true. Very good reference by you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I do what I can around here. Although it was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong on purpose, okay? I know. I know you were. So, little Jimmy, 14. I'm no good at baseball. You tell everybody else what to do. So, he actually started at like a a mini league around his area. He organized his school to become, you know, he got players to play there. Then he went to another community and that school district got players all connected there. And then he started building a little, a little league, a little, little league. (laughs) So everybody, you know, there was a bunch of people gathered around and he would have meetings and stuff with the adults. I have to ask you to stop touching that. Oh, you could hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. 
I was just watching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I spit on it. I so did. I muted it so I could do <laughs> wipe it off. It's your spit. I know, but I don't Fine. want to soak in there. It's your corona. It's all right. You're not going to yell on anybody else. My corona. <laughs> Why isn't there a parody of my corona right now? I think there is. My corona? There has to be. There has to be. I got to dig into this. Anyway. Let's get back on topic. He's only 14 for fuck's sakes. I know. This is getting out of... <laughs> it's outrageous. He started a, a miniature, a tiny, a little one even, a league of baseball community around his his area so that they could all play baseball together. But then, you know, he was hanging out with the adults too. The adults were making decisions. He was making decisions with the, the adults. Everybody was cool. But then the punji pit comes in. Okay. You got to elaborate on this because I don't know anything about this punji pit. Yes, you do. The trap door with the kids in the attic. And the there dog? Was a punji pit? There was no punji pit, but it was a hell of a drop for a puppy. I actually I don't know. You don't know that? Oh, this is how everything fucked up. This is okay. the first failure of little Jimmy Jones. Maybe not the first. Yeah, probably one, not the first. Like one, maybe one when of he killed many. the cat, or when he like tried to put a <laughs> dog's head on a cat, or you know, pig yeah. blood into. It. I I I know I keep saying cat, but this this is one of them. So during one of the team meetings, he uh, this this puppy was wandering to this trap door in an attic where they were having their little they were having just a miniature meeting, just him and the kiddos around. And he let this puppy wander to this trap door and just watched it fall 10 feet to to die. And all the players are like, "Ooh, that's kind of. Like, why did he have the punji pit to begin with? It wasn't actually a punji pit. It was just... Oh, okay. I don't know why there was a trap door. There's a oh, trap okay. door out of nowhere. Just like a video game. Just like a video game. Pitfall Jim. Yeah. Pitfall Jim. I hated that game. This is the worst Mandela ever. It wasn't Pitfall Jim. It was Pitfall Harry. I don't know what the hell it was. I know, I know what the game is, but I don't know what it was called. Pitfall something. What about Bayou Billy? You ever played Bayou Billy? No, I could never understand what they were saying. <laughs> they were speaking Creole. No. <laughs> Shoot him a little bit. So is this where he was doing these, he created this God's house? I thought that's what you were talking about, just in between the break there. You're talking about the, the God's house with the kids, but then uh, it must have been shortly after this because that's when... The whole baseball league fell apart because they're like, oh, little little Jim's kind of fucked up. Let's not play with little Jim anymore. Yeah, I I would say that's a little fucked up. (laughs) But in the mid-1940s, he created God's House. So this could have been right after that, right? When did you say the baseball shit was? It was like... 45-ish? So so mid-1940s, you could go up to 46, maybe 47. Yeah. So he created this God's house, which it was like a version of church. And then he would invite kids from school. And like, you know, that's all well and good. But, uh, you know, you can do that. No problem. But he got a little kidnappy here. Uh, Yeah, a little kidnappy because he would lock them in there until his sermon was done. They couldn't they couldn't like he wouldn't let them leave. No. So these it was just the it was the younger kids. 
because the older kids were like, yeah, we we've learned our lesson. We don't want anything to do with little Jimmy Jones. So what the little kids are like, this big kid's playing with us. Yeah, big kid. I'll go with you. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it have to be like it had to be like little tiny kids, because if you locked a bunch of kids your age in a room and you're like, you can't go anywhere. They're going to rise up and be like, yeah, they're like, listen here, motherfucker. You're not keeping me here. And this is how the L.A. riots start. Whoa. Hey, whoa. L.A., Indiana. It's uh, it's it's subtle. Yeah. I mean, just the same thing with the, you know, the Paris riots in Texas. (laughs) It's subtle. It's subtle in Paris, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently one of his friends somehow. I have no idea how left the sermon early. I don't know if he was just like, kicked the door down, like, fuck you, I'm leaving. Uh, but, like, when he's leaving, I forget what his name was. I, I don't know why. I want to say Doug or Donald or some shit like that. Okay. He turned back around to, like, look back to where he came from. And Jim was holding a fucking pistol and said, stop or I'll shoot you. Holy crap. Yeah. It was, I think it was his dad's pistol or some shit. I don't know. Either way, it's a fucking pistol is a pistol. And you pointed at me. I don't know. Actually, I've never had one pointed at me, so I don't know what I would do. Right. I would uh, duck and cover. Obey. Well, his friend, his friend began walking quicker. And Jim was like, fuck it. He shot the gun. (gasps) And it hit a tree right next to his fucking friend. Right next to him. Oh, hell no. Yeah, and then the kid just like fucking zoom, beeline, out of there. So Jim, I'm pretty sure Jim said, I meant to miss him. Oh, yes. Okay. But it was right next to him. I think he tried to hit him and just missed, and his ego got in the way. It was like, no, I meant to miss him. It was never supposed to hit him. It was never my fault. Jim is not fallible. He's completely unfallible. Like when somebody falls down, they're like, I meant to do that. I know you didn't, you fucking nerd. You just, you screwed up, and now you're embarrassed, and you're trying to say that was on purpose. Yeah. You jump up, and and you gotta hold your own foot. I meant to do that. I didn't want this foot anyway. Yeah. Who needs two? (laughs) So, but, uh, there's, now, I guess he gets a little older here in my notes, so I don't know if I want to. Move on to I hear what he you gets have. A little older. Well, um, I don't think. Well, Lynetta moved Jim and herself to Richmond, Indiana, and I think well she had to do it pretty much on her own because uh, James, Big Jim's, Big Jim's family was like, "You're you're leaving, Jim. Uh, we're not going to support you anymore if you're going to go ahead and do that." Okay. Well, we, we did not mention that. So, Jim, one of the things he did was he really preached against racial inequality. And uh, his pops, he wasn't too happy about it because he associated with the KKK. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So then when he was a teenager, that's when they separated and went to Richmond, you know, because of KKK. Because of KKK. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, little Jim is like, I'm not having any of that crap. Because he... I'm pretty sure by this point, what was it, 40, uh, 45-ish or so, he was definitely learning some more about 
people. See, he was learning about churches and people in general, all all types of people. It didn't matter. You know, come on. The Lutheran church that you go to down the street is much different than the Pentecostal church you go to down the other side of the street. Way different. Yeah. So he was learning about all these peoples. He wanted to bring all these people together because... Well, Jim was still, he was manipulative from the beginning. He wanted to, he just wanted control of everybody. He just wanted, it seemed like he wanted to bring everybody together, but then there was a, there was something in his brain and he wanted, he wanted some control. Yeah. So they moved away to Richmond, Indiana, and was that in 45, I think? Yeah. Probably around there. That's when he uh, he worked part time as a orderly. Oh, right into that. Yeah, at Reed Memorial Hospital. I mean that that was right after they moved there. I think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was a uh, well. I mean, as soon as he could get a job, anyway. Which back then you could get a job as soon as you pop out, right? <laughs> Go pick the wheat. Go get that rice. <laughs> rice. What is this, Japan? No, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. Oh man, <laughs> here's your Raiden hat. Get to work. <laughs> and they're all standing in water anyway, so he just electrocutes everybody. I th- I'm pretty sure that's how, how they harvest rice. Cooks cooks the right what? That's how they harvest it with Raiden. No, Raiden. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in like water beds or some shit. Yeah, it's like terrace down you. So you get so far down a hill, and then you flatten it out, right? That's that's where it's at? Or is it just in, like, cranberries? You just wander through this flooded area, and you just pick stuff. Well, I think it's similar to cranberries. Not quite Zombie! To that Zombie! Har- hey, hey, hey! <laughs> that sounded like well, Cher. It, <laughs> we should never, ever do karaoke. No, I thought, I thought we did pretty good, dude. Oh, okay. Well... We could do karaoke then. All right. Just duets. Yeah, definitely. The Sound of Silence. Oh, I can do all the share parts, obviously. <laughs> all the share parts and Sound of Silence. Oh, she's <laughs> not in any of them. <laughs> Perfect. All you. <laughs> uh, so 48, he graduated from high school. But before that, he was in the Reed Memorial Hospital working there. Mm-hmm. And that's where he met old Marcy. Oh, Marcy. Marcy, Marceline Baldwin. Marceline Baldwin. Marcy, Marcy, Marcy. Marcy, Marcy, Marcy. A senior nurse in training, I think, right? Yeah, and he met her. So Jim got into the hospital, and he was helping everybody. Like, he was super nice to everybody. He just somehow, he just knew how to address everybody. And comfort mm-hmm. everybody, everybody in their time of need. The person who was pretty much on their way out. And the family who was dealing with this lost loved one. So what was he then? 16, 17, 18? Something like that? Yeah, he, he was uh, a high school senior. So 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah, by that point, that's that's what he was. That's That's it. That's it. What were you doing when you were a high school senior? Uh, I was working at a truck wash. Yep. In school? While you were in school? Yeah. 
Yeah, I worked the four to midnight shift. My parents sent me to tough. school sooner, so I didn't turn five until I was in school for a couple of months already. So technically, I graduated high school when I was still 17. So a lot of places wouldn't hire me before I finished high school. That's why you're so damn smart. You started school before me. Wait a minute. Is, is that how it works? I don't know. Maybe. That's not how it works, and I'll tell you that off the air. <laughs> and make everyone else think that you're super smart for that reason? Mm, no. Oh. There's a particular sibling for the opposite reason. Oh, yeah. I'll cut that yeah. out. Don't worry. Tell me that person's <laughs> name. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> so he met Marceline Baldwin. While he was working there, that was in 49. So then he was, he was 18 by this point Mm -hmm. when he met her and he met her in, uh, she had to dress the body of someone who had just died. Yeah. So he, he went to help her do that. And then they just kind of started hanging out and they were super friendly with each other. She was four years older than him. That was it. For some reason, and, and the stuff that I listen to, The Road to Jonestown is the one I, I listen to for the majority of this. Mm-hmm. I for, I was thinking she was like 15 years older than him or something stupid like that, but she was only, she was born in 27, he was born in 31. It's not, it's not drastic. Yeah. You know, she finished high school when he started high school, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, I mean, nothing crazy. No, there's no Robin Cradles or anything like that. But it was kind of weird because she was instantly drawn to him. She said he was handsome, brilliant, empathetic, all the stuff that you know we were kind of saying. Um, but he was agnostic at this time. And it's where you don't believe in God, but you, you don't it, you kind of you just don't believe in anything. Like, it's not like you, you, you don't believe in God, but you but don't you, believe that when it's lights out, it's just over. There's right. something there's something else on the other side. Right. But Marcy, Uh-oh. which it was her nickname, she was a regular churchgoer. Uh-oh. Oh, Marcy. Yeah. So, I mean, not a big deal. Just kind of interesting because he started his life as a avid churchgoer. Then he got to the point where he was agnostic. He's like, fuck all this. I don't even know what to believe. Well, I, I would put that on the fact that he checked out all these different churches and everybody was interpreting it every different way. Every time he talked to a new preacher, this preacher interpreted this psalm, this whatever, in a whole different way. And he's like, really? You think that one? And you think that one? Mm, Okay. You know, I never looked at it like that, but yeah, you're probably right. You know, because most churchgoers... They start off when they're young. They kind of just go to the same church all the time, same denomination. Yeah. But if yeah, you bounce you... around, you get to the point where you're like, what the fuck? Like, what? what is it? Right. Who, who am I supposed to believe? If I believe you, then this thing happened. If I believe you, then this thing happened. Who are you supposed to rely on? If you can't rely on anybody, then you're like, nothing. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing. I don't worship God, but I think there's something after this. I just don't know what it is. 
that's where uh, the agnostic comes in. Right, yeah. That's a great point. I never thought of that. That's why uh, a friend of mine stopped going to the church he was going to because he he actually questioned the pastor. And the pastor's like, well, that's how I interpret it. What? So it's 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 your opinion. Yeah. Like. All right. Well. Did you take theology courses? Like, wh- what do you mean? That's the way you like what? What is going on here? Bye. So. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure that's not the way it's interpreted. Well, did you go to school for it? Oh, well, fuck you, too. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. But I guess that's why Pentecostals take it literally, because then it's not up for interpretation. It is what it says, and that is that. I like that, but there's a lot of things in the Bible that say what it is, and then I'm like, no, no. Well, you can't— like most of that stuff you can't directly use today yeah exactly so at what point do you, are you like i'm going i like this part i don't like this part i like this part but this part makes sense about that part i don't like this part i i like this one but there's this weird part in here that i don't like you just pick and choose i'm pretty sure there's parts where like kids were banging their moms or some shit like that in the bible Oh, cool, cool. Like weird. So, but I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, do you just rip out three quarters of the book and be like, these are the cool parts? Revelations. Ooh. We could do a whole episode on Revelations. Oh, you mean uh, Heaven's Gate, Marshall Applewhite, and well, Bonnie Nettles? Yeah, but I mean, the, the whole book is just fucking crazy, dude. It's like, like the. The Bible is kind of like like smooth jazz, and then Revelations comes along. It's like heavy metal. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, cool. I'm down with that. I don't know if our listeners would be, but ah, they'll come along for the ride. You know it. <laughs> all right, where are we, man? We are. We're not. I don't feel like we're dragging this out, but there's so much to cover. There's so many thoughts that. Everything that happened in Jim Jones' life made him to be the person that he ended up being. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, he graduated high school in 48 and then went to Indiana State University. And then I guess there he started becoming like an outcast and a loner again. Started getting all weird again. And then 49, when he was 18 and uh, Marcy was 22, they got married. And that's when they went to Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. They would visit their parents like in the summertime, and I don't know if they like live with them during this time. I don't know how far the two places are, but the the reason I say it is because during one of the visits, Marcy's mom began saying it was unchristian for two different races to marry. So Jim was like, "Fuck you! You don't know what you're talking about." Ooh. He packed his shit and left. He was that. He was that bullheaded. I mean, that was part of his mom. His mom was wickedly bullheaded she did not care about what anybody said she was going to do her own thing and she instilled that in in jim well i don't know if i would say bullheaded he just he really believed in racial equality and at that time that wasn't really a thing no you're right um well i'm going to call it stubbornness he was very he meant what he said headstrong okay like that trap song 
That, that's the only yeah. trap song that they take that's off the only, take you <laughs> that's the only one they play on the radio i'm pretty sure they don't have any other song that was a good song uh, it was a good song but they do have other songs and if we made a podcast about playlists then i don't know hear. music man <laughs> but that's uh, anyway so this led jim to go after the racism in churches because he said you know what Marcy's mom saying it's unchristian for two different races to marry. He didn't believe that, but he was also, he was agnostic. And he was like, you know what? I can really attack this shit by going after it in Christian churches. So then in 1952, he became a student pastor in Indianapolis. Cause he was like, you know what? The best way to attack this is by going through the Christian church. I'm going to stop this racism. So I'll be a student pastor. Okay. And this is where Marcy and Jen, they begin what they call their, their rainbow family. That that's soon. He's only it, twenty. Yeah, it was it was very soon. Right at like in nineteen fifty two. Yeah. No, he's not twenty, is he? Twenty one, twenty twenty one. He's twenty one and fifty two. Oh yeah. So Marcy and Jen begin what they call their rainbow family, uh, where they would adopt non white kids. Okay, cool. Yeah, but they did have Steven. That was their biological son. Yeah. At, they have him at this point? Uh, I thought so. I could be off on my dates. Did I go too far? Uh, I don't know. He had... Dude ended up having nine kids under him. I mean, ultimately. Ultimately, when everything was said and done, he had nine kids. Biological? Or not not biological. Oh, I think okay. there was or just Stephen, right? Yeah, Stephen was born, but there was a Stephanie before, but it, she wasn't biological. I think she was killed in a car accident or something. Oh Lord, I don't know. I didn't see that one. The couple adopted three Korean American children named Lou, Suzanne, and Stephanie at some point, and Stephanie was killed somehow. She died somehow, and then that's when they had Stephen. I think so. Suzanne was adopted at age six in 59. In June 59, the couple had their only biological child, whom they named Stefan Gandhi. I like that. Or Stephen. Stephen with a PH because they wanted to. Uh, the memory of Stephanie. Mm. So 59. So I, I did skip quite a few years there. Maybe. Man, so, so much happened. It was. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, they were the first white couple in the state to adopt a black child. And obviously, you know, they were not very well. <laughs> they weren't very well liked for it. But that's that's one of the things is they they were very forward about that kind of thing is being equal. It didn't matter. Skin skin color didn't matter to them. They didn't they didn't care. Which was so cool about Jim Jones and Marcy Jones. They were just. They were good people like that. They they didn't see that. They wanted everybody to be equal. And that was yeah. socialism, communism ish. Yeah, I there. mean, yeah, they they definitely get into that shit. Which to me that seems so altruistic. So they they were so out there. They were just they personified a loving couple, a loving family, and they wanted everything they did. They wanted to be part of it. I mean. Maybe 
he maybe he was showing off, but he could show off. Yeah, yeah. Whether we're showing off or or just being that's that's who he was. He he wanted everybody to be equal because at one point in Lynette's life, his mom, she said she was Native American. She had Native American blood, just just because that's who she was. That's what she wanted to say. But and, I mean, uh, I mean, how many like middle aged or old white ladies do you know say? Oh, I'm one sixteenth Cherokee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> but you know, if you look at Jim Jones, he was not one hundred percent Caucasian. If you, he was not one hundred percent white. There was there was a dark complexion to him. He had that dark hair of something. Yeah. Maybe Lynette didn't have it in in her. She was a little bit dark herself, but. She was Irish Welsh, which seemed weird. Like, how could if she was Irish Welsh, how could she have a darkness to her? Yeah, he almost. No, I was just gonna say he almost like he looks Italian. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like he he resembles you know what you would think of the the Italians from back in the day with the slick back hair and the darker complexion. I don't know how hairy he was. I don't know if he had like hairy arms and hairy legs, but that was for some of the other people to judge because that will come into play later. Holy smokes. But he was, that's a weird history that I don't know if anybody actually got into is because he had that dark complexion. He wasn't, he wasn't white, white. He wasn't Irish, Welsh, white. Those people are white. Not unlike, say, myself or yourself. Yeah. We're white dudes, dude. White. I get I get tan. I get tan in the summertime. Uh, I'll get tan, but it's weird. On on the upper side of my arms, I'll get tan and a whole lot of freckles. And on the underside of my arms, I never tan. I never burn. Just more freckles. That's it. Oh, you get more. I, I don't get any more freckles, but... I'm super white. Super white. I look like if you bought uh, chocolate and vanilla ice cream, you open it up, how one side is chocolate and one side is vanilla. That's what my arm looks like. Like one side's <laughs> super dark and the other side is just white. How's the underside not have anything? It gets nothing. Like, how? How? I have no idea. I'm outside all, all the time. Exactly. In the summertime, I'm outside more than I am inside. Yes. But somehow the inside inside. of your arms. (laughs) So I sleep inside. I'm still outside more than I am inside. But but the undersides, I don't know. It's weird. I I know they're hanging down next to your side of yourself, but they get sun too. I mean, you're you're moving. You're doing all kinds of shit. You're out there mowing the lawn. Your arms, like if you got a push mower, your arms are, I guess they're flipped up. So, but still. Yeah. Walking down. 300 feet vertical, couple hundred feet forward. Try not to die. That was a dangerous walk. Uh, main objective, survival. That's all I can say. And Jesus, you did take it. the wheel. <laughs> Here I am. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> all right. We're moderately off topic. Moderately. Because we're back to Jesus. Marceline, they're all together. They had Stephen... Because Stephanie died. Damn it. I wish I 
I cannot remember. I know there was a Stephanie that they adopted, and they had Stephen, and they put the PH in there in honor of Stephanie. Can we just go with that and move on? Yeah. Okay, good. So he was practicing his preaching at uh, what church now? The Methodist church. No. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't have a name for it. Is this the one where it was his friend's church, but he was like a, maybe not. I don't know. It was a church he was attending and people were segregated. This one? Go with it. So it was, uh, I don't know what the name of it was. A church he was attending was segregated and he invited the black churchgoers to sit at the front. So, you know, they're sitting in the back. All the white people were sitting in the front, and he was like, yo, guys, come on. Come up here. They were, like, sitting. He had them, like, come up, up. Like, not in the pews, like, up to, like, the stage and shit. And he obviously, just, it it ruffled quite a few feathers there. It was like a show of force. Yeah, he's just like, you know what? Like, this is fucking stupid. What are you doing? Like, there are people, too. They're the same as you. They just... You know, they look a little different. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Don't be back there. Come on. You just fucking mingle. Just, you want to sit next to the white guy? Sit next to the white guy. You want to sit next to someone else? Sit wherever you want, which is how it should be, right? Yes, exactly. My wife and I, we were talking about this the other day. Like, I guess one of the, I don't think this is going to start anything. One of the Reddit co- like owners or whatever stepped down because he wanted a person of color in his position. Okay. But I do get that, but it should 100% be the best person for the job. Color should not matter. Gender should not matter. It should be the best person for the job. Yes. That is equal rights. Yes. The best person for the job period. doesn't matter. They went to school for that education they went to school or they trained somehow they gained that knowledge they gained that experience to become that person the perfect person for that job it doesn't skin color doesn't matter they became the right. perfect person for that job because they they went for it maybe they didn't go for that that position exactly but somehow whatever led up to that point they were now qualified for that position. It it doesn't that that irks me. You, you you're not supposed to. Uh, how can I make this politically correct? Don't meet a quota. It doesn't matter about meeting a quota. If that's yeah. what you're going for, that's wrong in my opinion. Hire the person that is best for the job. Don't meet a fucking quota. Good God. That in itself is racism. <laughs> right. Meeting so, a quota. Yeah, like you're you're not going to it was Harvard was making it harder for Asians to get in. They got caught making it harder for them to get in. They had to score higher in order for them to get in just because they put on they just checked the Asian box because I mean, not to generalize or stereotype or whatever, but Asians are generally bright people, right? They're very good at math just so they made made it so their test scores had to be higher what it was harvard or yale one of the ivy leagues one of the big ones yeah yeah 
What the fuck? It's good. racism. That's yeah, racism. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad they got caught. Yeah. So he brought these people up to the front, and uh, the people who own the church, I guess, I don't know if he was like a, you know, a visiting pastor or what, but they offered him his own church in a black neighborhood. They said, you know what? You want? Go ahead. You can have this one over here. And then he he responded with, quote, I will not be a pastor of a black church or a white church. Wherever I have a church, all people will be welcome. End quote. Damn right. He had the right ideas, man. Where the yes. fuck? What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. What was this? The mid-50s? Late 50s? The, this was the good Jim Jones. This was the guy that... This was the best Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Do you want to save for the part I'm, two when it gets a little crazy? I, that's what I'm thinking. At this point, yeah, this was, we're at the best Jim Jones right now. This is the guy is like, everybody's created equal. Everybody. I don't, it doesn't matter where you sit. It doesn't matter to the color of your skin. It doesn't matter who you are. Do you want to be part of this? Yes. Okay, come, let's do this. Yeah. We're a race. We're Period. one human race. Done. Period. Yeah. Did we accidentally bump bumble into where we're man, there's riots everywhere, dude. It's yeah. a freaking mess out there, and here we are. Yeah, I mean I kinda knew that was gonna well, I kinda thought that was gonna happen. A hundred years ago. No, we're not at at a hundred. No. We're at seventy ish years ago 65 70 years ago and jim jones is like everybody's created equal i don't want a white church i don't want a black church i just want a church i just want everybody to be together it doesn't matter yeah this is the best jim jones 100 percent, dude and, and he's not even like he's not even 100 percent jim jones yet nope he will but not get better this is the best jim jones right here <laughs> boom late 50s early 60s best jim jones and we're going, that's where we're going to end this part. Yeah, this is going to be a two or three or. It, yeah, it might be three. We yeah. just barely started. We tried to stay on topic. I don't know how well we did, but we really tried. But there's so many good points between everything that happened in Jim Jones' life. Everything. Everything that built on Jim Jones' life is how I become. The person who he, in the very end, ended up becoming. Yeah, and it's actually, it's pretty fitting for, like you said earlier, like, for the times. All the shit going on in the country, and I think in the world, I think it's spreading throughout the world now. But the inequalities and everyone's welcome, white, black, Asian, it doesn't matter. We're a human race. So... That's where he was preaching, and you know we're dealing with the same shit today. That's what he was preaching 70 years ago. We're just people. It's the same thing back then, dude. Back then, it was him preaching it, and then a bunch of people saying, no, that's not true. They're less than us, and this and that. Now today, there's just more people saying, what the hell, that they're the same as us, and then there's a little bit less saying, no, they're less than us. They're, you know, they're not as good as us. It's the same shit, just the numbers, you know, we're, 
we're slowly flattening the curve. I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's that's interesting. Put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's relevant. It's this is relevant to today, in my opinion. Yeah, my stupid white male opinion. This is relevant to today. You're so fucking privileged, dude. (laughs) What a bastard. Uh, I didn't work for anything I have, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I did. Didn't? Did. Didn't? No, Pick you one. didn't. No, you I didn't. didn't? No. <laughs> well, I see. I I had a thought for uh, for one of those Apple podcast reviews. Five stars, give a, and just tell us, uh, there's nothing good. How can we make it good? Flip it. Flip the goodness. <laughs> Five stars tell us how, how can we make it good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. I had something. Damn it. I had something. You were talking about everybody getting together. We're all one race. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway. Apple Podcasts. Five stars. <laughs> Just say hi. Just <laughs> five stars. Put the word hi. <laughs> The world's a mess. What are you doing tomorrow? Just put what you're doing tomorrow. Pretend it's Twitter. What are you eating today? Yeah. What'd you have for breakfast? Done. Period. Scrambled eggs? Good. Go with it. Bacon and eggs? Go with God. Good. <laughs> if you want some dope merch, go to myconspiracytees.com slash bring on the weird. Mm-hmm. Tees, hoodies, all that bullshit. You already know all that. Yep. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Reddit. You can email us directly, bringontheweird.gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you want an audiobook, go to... Damn it, I can never fucking remember this one. Audibletrial.com slash bringontheweird. It's that easy? It's that easy. Audibletrial.com slash bringontheweird. Road okay. to Jonestown. Dig into this one. Holy crap. If you want something, Road to Jonestown. But don't do it yet. Because we got to finish the the podcast, dude. Oh, it's going to take him a week to listen to it because this book is long, dude. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Road to Jonestown is a bit more um, informational. It just drives down through all the information. If you want something a little more personal about what was going on, before, in, and after Jonestown, uh, Seductive Poison by Deborah Layton. That's excellent, too. Yeah, I haven't checked that out yet. It's It gets personal. Hmm. That's it. That's it. All right. Stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>